Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have The Walking Dead. This was episode two. The Damned. The Damned. Um, it was directed by somebody we like on this pod. Yeah, there was a certain director that uh, happens to be a fan of ours, but I think we're way bigger fans yeah. of her, you know. <laughs> Uh, that is the amazing Rosemary Rodriguez, and she happens to be on our show tonight. Um, so stay, stay tuned stay at tuned. the end of the uh, yeah, episode. Yeah, we uh, bonus you know, interview. Wish she was here in uh, the living room with us, as they say. Um, but no, this is a studio. Don't, <laughs> don't let don't let hey, everybody. Like the bottom line is, is when your studio has nothing but couches and tables and laptops. What else do you it's need? A, it's like a living room. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's on inside <laughs> baseball. We have a state of the art studio we're in right facility. Now. <laughs> yes. Soundproof, um, uh, glass everywhere, uh, as you could tell by our exceptional sound <laughs> quality. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, Rosemary joins us again. Uh, she joined us last season after she did Sing uh, Me a Song. Sing Me a Song. And this year she joined us uh, for this, uh, It's Damned, or yeah, The Damned, or you want to call it. Uh, and we're the pretty pumped. Works. So listening towards the end, we got her on the phone and had a great chat. She gave us a little inside information about the directing and how this, the episode went. Uh, but as for the episode, what y'all think overall? Favorite of the season. I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> Two episodes deep, I guess it's the best. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was just fun, action-packed. Um, has its normal Walking Dead quirks that you can, as always, take a shit on. But you uh, know, I thought this one was closer, you know, to not having flaws in it than than some in the past. So. I appreciated that. Yeah, I, th- I thought this was one of the closest episodes to a non-head slapper as possible, which that's never possible, it seems like. But this did a really, really good job. Um, I, uh, what I really like about it, I like that this kind of is broken away from that ugly curse it used to have of the second episode downer. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be a really bad thing with Walking Dead where you were like, oh, God, the second episode is going to be terrible. Um, well, I'll just, tell you what this episode did for me was it gave me goosebumps and raised my hairs a lot throughout this entire episode. Like we were talking about, like a lot of the walking scenes and uh, the close-ups and stuff. For whatever reason, goosebumps all throughout. Well, was anybody else like I was? Like Once I'm waiting again, on the moment. Yeah. I'm waiting on Once it. again the moment. Oh yeah, I'm just telling yeah, y'all maybe people. Maybe it's our preview. Pod, knowing but. knowing what is kind of expected to happen changes your entire Everything. perspective on how you watch the episode, man. <laughs> Me and Jake were talking before you got here, and it was like, so were you? He was like, yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was waiting for half the skull to be exposed. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean, come on. Don't don't don't, don't tease us. Don't like, tease me like this, you know. Uh, uh, but anyway. We'll so get, maybe that's why I had goosebumps the whole time yeah, without thinking like, about it. Oh, trust me. The juices were flowing. I was like, oh, they're going to do it. Are they going to do it? <laughs> come on. Come on. And Jesus. everybody, if you want to know what we were talking about. <laughs> Oh, okay. Lobster bib out. Lobster bib. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, but just go back and listen to our preview pod. It'll put everything into perspective of or why don't. we're so giddy. If you don't like spoilers, don't. Don't, don't listen, listen to Jake. I'm don't just telling to you. Jake. I'm just telling you. It's, it's a different experience watching the show. And I, to me, it's an improvement. You know, so that's just me. Uh, let's get into the episode itself. Um, it kind of starts off with this kind of like montage of everybody where they are. And it's, what a, it's a bookend. Yeah. We get the close-ups of certain characters, you know, in kind of slow-mo, you know, just yeah. cool, you know, well-lit shot. 
does the same thing at the end of the episode. Right. Just revert, you know, but showing where they are now instead. I mean, we get right. to see Daryl's smell coming through the TV. That was pretty cool. <laughs> smell vision Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once again, uh, grown like, man. Everyone else, gets, monster. Yeah, everyone else gets fog. Daryl gets like this green smog coming out through him. <laughs> He's looking through his hair yet again. It's, it's just not even a hazy effect on the camera. It's just it's just Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> the air is surrounding him. Yeah. <laughs> An aura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you know... It's driving me crazy, him looking through his own bangs. That is so irritating to me. You know, when, you know, if you have anything, like I can't even wear, like in my job, I have to wear safety glasses and it makes me insane wearing them. But to have dangly hairs right in front of my eyeballs, like even just looking at it on the TV makes me just cringe and itch. And just like, Ugh. I mean, as a person with long hair, it's as bad as you think it is. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's miserable. It's horrific. At least you wash your Add stuff. in the grease or the, you know. That's the thing is his is like glued to his cheeks. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he finished like a seven hour workout in the sun. It's like, oh God, it's crusty. Well, the, the sad thing is he does not win the award for sweat. Fantastic. Uh, uh, no. Uh, no. Rick Grimes will throw on a full wet mop head in within two seconds of a scene. I oh, mean, he dives into a pool. And the guy he fights at the end. Yeah. If I you mean, notice had like full back ring of sweat. Oh, yeah. I when I was watching that part, I was like, it's Rick versus Fat Rick. Like this is exactly how <laughs> they were dressed in the same clothes. Let's not call him fat, all right? I think I kinda of resembled my weight. So <laughs> yeah, let's really. call him I mean, like, maybe thicker Rick. <laughs> thicker Rick. Thick <laughs> Rick. Thicker Rick. <laughs> 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 we just want to go pickle Rick while we're at it. Rick's a little husky, we'll call it. Big bone. Big bone Rick. <laughs> He's like the little kid at the store. <laughs> and then actually, you know what? I take that back. I I take this guy's sweat problem back because I forgot Rick had him from behind. No pun intended or anything like that. Um, so that was probably just Rick's belly sweat. Oh, oh there it is. He, he showered him without showering. Yeah, because yeah. Rick is funkified. So. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's, he's oh. pretty intense, though. You know, when I concentrate, I sweat. You know what I mean? I mean, <sighs> when we concentrate, not okay. <laughs> got a few things in the chamber I got to come out with, but we'll keep this G-rated. Well, that's a that's a short short concentration. <laughs> All right, so we immediately go into the setup of the settings. We realize we're broken. This episode breaks into three different groups. Quickly gives you mm-hmm. those three set points. And we get a scene where we get to have a bunch of, this wasn't clear at first, but this is all your saviors and they have a a female leader in this group. Uh, And, you know, she starts talking to this one guy and trying to embarrass him. Lauren, I believe. Yeah, Laura, Lauren. Something like that. And uh, which is never seen before. Don't recognize her. Yeah, we didn't get the girl with whose ace shot who killed Tara's girlfriend, right? No. We have yet to see... Although there's a girl that looks kind of like her that's similar. Yeah, okay. Not her. That's on the ground shooting and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Not her, though. I agree not with her. you. Not her. Okay, see, because um, that's what I was going to ask was, was that her? Because she did look familiar. No, another not, girl was very distinctive. But, but yeah, this chick's throwing her weight around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, of course, she's doing the radio check. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey. And all of a sudden, and then she's getting the, the death tone, nobody talking. Finally, she gets one person. Is like, yeah. And you're like, okay. And then all of a sudden, we get the assault come in. We get yep. the vehicles and the guns are Well, even before, of- she's presumptive enough to be like, hey, lock everything down. Right. Don't let everybody She knows up. something's yeah. off. You know. Um, and you have pretty cool, these cars coming in with guns blazing. You know what I mean? I loved it. I thought that was um, I mean, you're really at cool war. Effect. Like, why wait on anything? You come right. out. This is an ambush. 
You have mm-hmm. the surprise and everything. Just shoot. And the cars were laid out right. I like everything. Looked like it was well planned out. Mm-hmm. Like the cars ended up in a good row. There was ways to go back and forth between them. It was like they've actually rehearsed this a little bit. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was smartly put out. And I like the perspective too. It's like you're sitting at that table working on a gun, and you look and you're looking, and you see the cars coming out shooting at you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so, I, I thought this was a cool shot. You know, I mean, <laughs> all this shot together, really. I mean, because you know, when the cars come in, like you say, they kind of create like a phalanx. You got two in the front, and then there's like one just back, but it's in the middle of those two. Correct. So it creates a full blind spot all the way across and stuff. So it's pretty cool, and it made it where it was easy to understand the two, you know, the two people battling, like what they were trying to do. Like Mm -hmm. you know, you see the savior side is like going to try to flank around the side, and they need a way out, and then you see. On the other ones, they're like having to push out from the inside, you know what I mean, to keep them from being able to flank and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to watch. I mean, not just to mention the fact that they're just nonstop letting off rounds. Oh yeah, yeah. there's more ammunition shot in these in these scenes in this ambush than most of the rest of the entire last season. Granted, they all fire like stormtroopers because they can't <laughs> hit shit for a lot of it. Oh. I mean, we're talking what are we talking here? Thirty feet? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the other thing. Like, I love the shots, but then when you get to see the perspective, like you're first person, and you realize that person is maybe 25 feet away, and he's shooting at somebody else, and you're shooting. I'm like, how do you miss that melon at 25 feet when you've just capped off an entire magazine? Now, the only thing about these shots that was driving me nuts like that, you rarely saw somebody drop a mag and put a new one in. It was you did see it a few times. But, but, I mean, there was like, enough cutting off screen to where I wasn't really bothered by it. Right, I get you that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron needed to have, like, a duffel bag of ammunition for as many times as he stood up and dropped 30 rounds like it was hot. And I mean, he just needed, like, one of those old, the, uh, he just needed a, you know, was it the L.A. bank robbery where they had the 100 drum rounds? The <laughs> drum <laughs> clips. That's yeah. what he needed. The North Hollywood shootout. Yeah. And, uh, Heat yeah. style. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that there was, like, a couple things like that, like... An but un- I agree. I agree with you. But like Cash is kind of saying, they did a lot of uh, cutting and editing and stuff like that to make it where like that wasn't the focus. It wasn't. And I tell you what, instead of going back and forth like the episode did, because it did a lot of jump here, jump there. We could just do. Group let's by do group. one group. Let's talk about this one since we're already on it. This is this is Tobin, Aaron, uh, Aaron Eric. Eric, and some other people. Yeah, <laughs> is what you want oh, to call yeah. it? Well, randos. And Laura, Laura. randos, okay, like that, because the and the randos are the ones who end up getting shot mostly. You know, um, well, I mean, not a lot of ours get shot. No, um, I was surprised. You know, I was happy that we actually had people because I'll be honest with you, the the ratio of who was getting shot and wounded like that was yeah. way out of balance in the beginning, and both of them were behind good cover. Well, the beginning oh, there was an act of surprise though when the cars pull up. They grease the first five people in the run, front right, line. And I and this that. Is, but after that, it, like the ratio was, you know, no, getting they, lopsided very much so quickly. And is this where Rick and Daryl were? Were they with this group? Or you do hear gunfire when Rick's fighting Husky Rick? <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, I felt like. They were in the building, and these were the people outside. Of okay, it. that's what I felt like. That's what episode. I felt. They even said, "Then we'll hit the courtyard." Correct. Which is with the weapons like there, yeah. right? So I, I think I think this was the conjunction. So this was technically Rick and group, even though they made it look like three separate groups. Gotcha. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and so on. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, 
again, so they're back and forth, back and forth, and occasionally you you see somebody fall or die. Well, and this um, is where we had my favorite shot and Rosemary's favorite shot of directing it. If you stay on, is this big swooping crane shot, which I thought was a drone coming over from our side all the way into oh, the yeah. same. Giving you full perspective mm-hmm. of the entire scene like that. That was pretty good. I do wish that they weren't so close because when they did, when you were seeing these people shoot, I mean, it was just like, you know, I felt like I was doing that arcade game where the gopher pops its head out and you really shouldn't be missing because you're so close. You know, that was the only thing about this. You know, I thought, that, you know, if you're shooting this many rounds and you're not hitting people effectively or even coming like that, then maybe we need to make the distance a little bit to make that scene a little bit more believable. Um, and I thought that would have been good. That's just my thoughts. Um, but I do, I, I will say, you know, it, I would, it was like 85% of this group are new people with guns. Mm-hmm. These are hilltop people, you know, um, <clears throat> Who are mostly it's a used mixture. to fighting with you know, uh, sticks. A mixture of all these other people, you know, because Hilltop and Alexandria, not Alexandria. Yeah, Alexandria. Yeah. What's the kingdom, I mean? Kingdom. You know, these people, they're all used to fighting more hand-to-hand and things like that. So I'll give, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm trying well, I mean, to do better about giving a little bit of leeway on some of these things. Well, I mean, Hilltop's not even used to fighting. Yeah, agreed. Right. They're defensive. Well, most and, of this group is Alexandria. You know, most of this group is and true. If you, you, know, if you really look at it, this is mostly people who have handled firearms before, had defended a place, but never done an ambush. Somewhat, you know, Aaron right. and Eric and stuff like that. They're they're scouts, you know, and of course Rick's group and things like that. But a lot of Rick's group is still back in Alexandria, mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, uh, with with this mix, I'm giving a little leeway on the on the accuracy of the shooting. I got you. And then, you know, and then some of it's just like, well. We just need a lot of gunfire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Are we worried that there's any more bullets left in The Walking <laughs> yeah. Dead after this episode? Um, evidently, that in that infinite ammo, you can just click X, Y, up, down, left, right, da, well, da, 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 and your ammo it, comes back to you. It's Grand Theft Auto: up, down, left, right, up, down, left, right, X, Y, X, Y, back, select. There you go. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I thought it was good. I I did appreciate that you actually saw vehicles getting bullet holes in them. Like it actually showed yes. the uh, practical effect. Although nobody was being shot behind those said bullet holes, but well, baby steps. I, yeah, there was a car that made a point to make sure you're getting a lot of bullet holes and yeah, effects it was like on a it. little red SUV kind Correct. of thing. However, you turn the you turn the camera around, you saw very little effect of things hitting the tin that was on the cars. No, you just saw the tinging again, mm-hmm. right? And sparks uh, basically. Again, we've addressed this in the previous episode. That sheet metal. Couldn't couldn't stop a sharpened spoon thrown hard enough. Um, just putting it out there, you know, this is where I would have really really loved to see like those pieces of tin and car turn into Swiss cheese because as many rounds were fired at people. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I mean, I look at it like, is this corrugated steel <laughs> or is this tin roofing material? Right. You know, either way, you should still see some holes put in it. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, maybe it's just more of the corrugated. <laughs> well, I'm just one thing I went back and watched again like that is is that you never saw any broken glass. I thought that was something that was interesting. Is that if you had that much gunfire and people are using cars and stuff like that, there really wasn't much any like shattering of glass, holes in windows, anything like that. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I, mean, I watched even... this like two or three times to see. You know, I'm just a detail hog, and I, and I might be picking, you know. But that's something I think is a cool effect you can make. To really show the you know the set the dramatics of that and so on. Um, now, of the people on the Alexandria side, you know your key people. Tobin takes a, a wound to the shoulder. 
All right, I'm all right. Flesh wound. Um, Home chick takes a breast shot. I'm talking. And she's toast. Yeah, Yeah. there's no way she lives where that bullet went in. I mean, she's standing up and shooting her single shot, you know. It's a lung shot at least. Yeah, I mean, you don't get up from this one. You're not unless you got, you know. Wrecked that booby. That booby's done. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's complete travesty. (laughs) You know, um, and then of course the the notable other person gets shot. I guess is Eric. Um, was he shot though? Like I mean, we didn't see a thing. Like this little, was really this, little is, this, this is the shit that bothers me is that you see him turn broad face away from a vehicle and just do this spastic shooting in all directic in all directions and then turn back around and, and, and he's like you know we got four seconds of dialogue and then we look down and all of a sudden his stomach just starts oozing. Uh, copious amounts of blood. Well, my my thing is is that of all the places you would get shot, beneath the chest is the least likely because everything they're standing behind is almost chest height. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So the fact that they chose a gut shot and the fact that on our preview cast we're aware of some other details, yeah. I'm very surprised where they decided to shoot him. Now, I'm sure <clears> that's going to lead to the fact that you want the dramatic tension with Aaron having a freak out over this. You want to have the loss. And you want Eric to be able to speak to Aaron as he's dying and I things don't. like that. I don't. I, I, not, <laughs> not us. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, yeah. what the direction, it, the the writing is going this way. You know what I mean? Right. Because what really Eric hasn't had a lot of dialogue on the show. No. So maybe they're giving this guy an opportunity to have a good acting moment you know what i mean look i mean i'm sure I, as an I, I actor i so want to talk about the comic book comparison yeah. here <laughs> you know I don't well think- that's what i'm saying the tension that cash and i felt constantly with all the close-ups and everything. i was like well, it- I, I think we can i think we can mention this i mean we're at that point i mean it's not like it's well, spoiler-esque i mean i think we wait till next week just because like we don't yeah, know i, think I we mean we need to know because he, he might he might pull out yeah, this is a remix. I think we can tell. I mean, maybe not. The, out, I, I'm gonna put it out there. The bottom line is, is this: in the comic book, the reason this scene was so like I'm licking my chops to see if they're gonna do this is, is that in the one of the first skirmishes of this battle is, is uh, Eric gets half his face blown off. And one of the, is the one of the <laughs> first fatalities of the. Yeah, it's like the comic outpost. opens up with right. Eric being dumb. And, and like, Aaron, tur- you know, and <laughs> Aaron turns into the Terminator. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I, to me, based on comic knowledge, I hate that he got shot in the gut to have this dramatic pop, not to say he's going to die for all we know. He gets back, he lives, whatever, da, da, da. But how badass would it be if, if they, they save him and they're like, I think I'm doing better. And as soon as he stands up, just, <laughs> oh, like saving fire, yeah, right? right? Just you a look, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Just a second later. Or if, or if he's just begging Aaron to shoot him. And it's just like, oh, look, I don't want to turn. They show him, blast his face yeah. off with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make sure. <laughs> Tobin's walking over there. Wait, here's the knife. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus comes out of nowhere. Let me double check. Yeah. Double tap. I'm just saying, like, that was the reason that scene was like, every time that Aaron looks at him and he's by the car, I'm like, he's the dead. next time he turns that head around, it's going to look like a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
argument. I mean, there's a few times where he was just looking at him. It's like, oh, it's just going to come off I screen. I mean, to me, it would have been so much better to see that head just like this. And then you see the air, no, and just turn into Rambo. Come around the corner and oh, just yeah. start hosing folks down. We know they have the effect. I mean, we saw it when they were herding the zombies a few seasons ago when their heads would just pop <laughs> for no reason. Like, you know, water balloons. Well, not only that, remember, remember who was the guy who was a prisoner and Carol was getting chummy Axel. with? Axel. I mean, he's just straight talking all of a sudden. Boop, 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 boom. His skull is in pieces, you know. I mean, yes, we it's can do possible. This. The amazingness, and you know, was I'm there. holding breath for it. That, like we saw, no, the bottom line it. is that you saw they kept, they made four attempts to show they're making eye contact, mm-hmm. and there was worry that one body was going to die. You know, they were doing this for the comic book readers. You oh knew yeah, the people were oh, like, yeah, here it is, here it is. You know, total letdown. There was a gut shot. Uh, <laughs> it was a letdown for me. Like, I at least wanted to be able to see the gut shot. And just the fact that I never noticed well, we got that he to see was a hit. boob get shot off. Yeah. We can't watch him take a, a gut shot. Dramatic, it was pitiful. Dramatic tension, I guess. <laughs> but so, how did y'all feel? How did y'all feel about this? Do you think it was strategy or just happenstance that we had a firefight long enough for them to turn? I'm gonna call. Wow, that was a long fight. If yeah. we had a guy. Not only that, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and say somebody can turn quick enough because we've gone through this debate that it could be somebody could take 30 seconds, somebody could take several hours, whatever. The problem I had is the one that came over to bite home chick's neck, she he left. looked like he'd been dead for a month. <laughs> if you went back and looked at him, man, he had sunken face. It was blue, gray, the whole nine yards. Man, I totally didn't even look to pay attention about that. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, like, when I was watching, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, because the guy on the ground, you can tell he, he was just freshly shot yeah. like that. And you saw his eyes open like that. And then all of a sudden this Walker who's dead, like he didn't look waterlogged. He was old. Comes around and is the one to choose her neck. See, I was just too pissed that she allowed him because she was like, oh, they just had to wait on. Well, us to I thought it. it was, I didn't mind it because her head was turned the other way and there was gunfire going on. Maybe. And that is a big distraction. I totally get that. You know, but I was happy they went for a neck bite. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, no, her they've been dying, soft like, in the past, you know, when it comes to, a, like, a female death. You really think about it. They've been soft on female death here recently. And we get to sort of get a girl, get a boob shut off, and then another one's neck get thrown, you know, eaten out. Oh, and I mean, it was a nasty tear and everything, but to yeah. me, it was just like the... It was reminiscent of T-Dog, you know? Oh, yeah. My, uh, my concern is that this chick can obviously handle her business, and... She, the walker doesn't come right onto her. She does get hands on it. Right. I mean, that's when you just shove it off, drop kick it, whatever, yeah. sweep the leg. Pull I mean, your sweep the leg. I mean, he just. <laughs> Easy, Daniel Wu. You know? <laughs> Daniel Sam. Daniel Wu. Uh, that's our oh, actor, from, actor Into the Badlands. from Into the Badlands. Yeah, but this is clearly a Karate Kid <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said Johnny. Touche. Touche. You got me on that one. Mr. Miyagi. All right. So, home chick's dead on the ground from a breast shot. I swear, if she's in the next episode, like with a bandage over her right boob, I'm calling total BS. Anyway, Tobin, he's going to be all right. Eric, status unknown. And so on. And so that's kind of the end of that skirmish. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's pretty much died in that courtyard, minus the four or five people who still live. Right. Um, so let's move on to Carol and company. Or do you want to move on to Morgan and company? What do you want to do? Well, really, we can still talk Rick and Daryl on this as well. Uh, do we, they're well, upstairs. I think you just saved them for the end of the episode, though, even though they're with the group. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about Pickle Rick and Rick. You know, I mean, good. that's fine, because we can... Do you even watch Rick and Morty? I mean, I appreciate you throwing about <laughs> Pickle Rick, but come on now. Because Carol and um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, I mean, there's not much to talk about, really. No, it's more or less they wake up from the Dust Bowl of 2017. 
Um, yeah, but a lot of this is just Ezekiel's king well, speech. Well, I mean, I don't think we get rid of his king speech. And he no. does it. He does it for a second too. Yeah, he, like he becomes normal. For Hold on, a like I mean, he's on. He's Levar Ball at this point. Like he is no. trying to speak. What he is is me turning the mute button on whenever he starts speak. Is what it's he up is. There. I'm just saying, like, I, I I got the whole deal when he's first like that. Like I said last pod, it is getting to the point where like. You're beating me with a hammer, and I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and My on this day, about to pop. I'm fucking done listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I want Carol to hit him with the butt of the shotgun and say, "If you don't shut the," fuck I mean, she all but is with but, these facials. But Carol is our, you know, glimpse into what it feels like because you see her when Looking after he starts, like, she's just sh- like. I'm following this, this lunatic. Fucking mentally, <laughs> yeah, you know, challenged. Like, you know, your We're, confidence is great, yeah. but if you don't shut the, <laughs> she's like, yeah, but some people are gonna die. But I'm happy. Yeah, you know, and then you got a sword, bro. I'm, ty- I'm tired of the. I'm tired of the cheese ball. I'm not tired of it. I just felt like it was a little. It was a little much. Was like protect the king. No, protect yourselves. You know. Oh, I'm we like, got some badass Jerry head cleaving. Yeah, but also, the, yeah, but like the line. I mean, that, that's how you opened up him doing cl- the clobber work. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. The what work? Clobber. Clobber. What? The clobber? Yeah, well, he took that huge axe and clobbered dude's skull. Uh, what are you clobbering with an axe? Well, cleave, cleave, maybe? Yeah, chop. I'm going to throw this fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I clobber my steak with my fork. And <laughs> but also, <laughs> I'm about to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> He's going to clobber you. You better watch out. Don't worry, guys. We'll get him a thesaurus when this is all said and done. Blowjumps. Anyway. After watching Jerry do some clobbering with this axe, uh, would you want an axe as your weapon? It's looking highly inefficient. It's too heavy. that 27-pound, you know, clobbering tool. Husky gentleman, when he does the one, you know, after the smoke thing, he hits that one guy with like an uppercut swing. I mean, it looks like he's going to pass right out. Yeah. I mean, Jerry's had a few too many donuts. I mean, this is ridiculous. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, it's all, what is it, cobbler or uh, pie? You know? Oh, yeah, the peach cobbler or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, whatever the king's stash, he's been <laughs> just hoarding it. into a cobbler, too? So, I need to ask you a debate. What's heavier, Jerry's axe or Ezekiel's headpiece? Oh, those dreads. Hands down. <laughs> My that God. rug he's throwing around up there. We just all three had to sit next to each other on a couch to do an interview <laughs> a second ago, and we were sweating to death. Now, that's embarrassing, I admit, but this poor bastard has to wear this. I'm telling you. Sheep's a, rug on his animal. head. <laughs> small animal. <laughs> this is clearly killed four mountain goats to make this wig. I mean, this is serious business. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, it's well done. I just I feel terrible for the guys. That I do. Wear it. You know, when you're in that Georgia sun, I'm just like you know, him well, and the, Michonne, the, the sweat extreme. Yes, yeah, no doubt. Michonne's got you know a nice crop cut. Okay, so the one thing about this little assault here, I was very curious about. This entire skirmish was only for a few people at an outrigger post, not the actual outpost. Did you did y'all get that same thing? This was one guy standing yeah, well, they, well, in a building. Kill, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like. One or two fella right here. I just don't under get that. It Literally took a whole posse, to, you know, to wound somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean there was one guy. He throws some concussive grenade and smokes them all up, and then we find out that the little outbuilding right there is full of walkers. Mm-hmm. 
Almost like it was planned that way. Well, like because they had a moat, or was that no, like, no, no, it's different place, place, different yeah. place. Um, so I don't know. I was I was a little surprised by like how they decided to play this little out yeah. outbuilding. Exactly, like um, one or two guys. I mean, the entire first episode, we were stealth and taking folks out like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. This one. One guy, I guess, evidently slips up and sees Ezekiel and his crew and he's able to get a grenade off. And yeah, I'm thinking, where's Daryl and Morgan on this guy? They slipped up. Yeah. This uh, one wasn't marked off the list, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like... So, I, I thought that was kind of strange that that's the way it was, you know? And, of course, they wake up and, you know, they got dust all over them and they're greasing folks and uh, all that's fine and dandy. But then the rest of the conversation in the woods, you know, again, not on this day and... We're, we're heading Fake it till way. you make it. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, a lot confidence. of heavy lines, you know, of confidence. Yes and no, and no and yes, and then till yes and yes, and no and no, and <laughs> yes and yes, yes. Please stop talking um, like this before I fucking choke. <laughs> um, so then we we have a we have a powwow in the woods about how we're going to win my confidence. No, we won't lose a person of ranks mm-hmm. and, blah, 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 blah. And, and they're totally setting up a, the ultimate demise here. Oh yeah. Ezekiel's going to get somebody killed. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be critical. Jerry. Yeah. Well, Jerry no, is dead. Jerry's son. just going to die of heart, heart attack or something before uh, battle. Just toting starts. that ax all the way through the woods. Yeah. yeah he's going to be struggling. But I do, I do like when like people are wounded and they like find the one like random object in the woods and, Lean up against it, like, oh, this is a good place to bleed. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never follow this trail. Uh, I found a white object in the woods, and I left a bread blood blood trail in the corner of it. Yeah, let me just. What was Jerry putting into the ground? Like orange spikes or something? Okay, it looks like a orange golf ball with an orange tee glued to it. They just lays. It was a marker of which you know, like where you've been in the direction. Yeah, I mean, I know what he was doing, but it does look like a golf ball on the tee, like attached. Uh, it looked like something you could easily overlook as you're walking around to me. I don't uh, know. No, to me, bro. I like the old Morgan break a branch or leave marks on a tree thing, you know? Oh, so you like to cut yourself when you get a broken, uh, good place to bleed. Yeah, I'll just throw a little blood at the spot right here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking well, a little pale. Yeah, just marking this trail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible job. Well, yeah. you mark another trail, you're becoming part of it. <laughs> uh, aren't you worried about becoming a walker? Uh, really. There's worse ways to go. <laughs> yeah, no. So, then, of course, you know, you found blood on the leaf, you know, and I was, I was hoping it was glowing like Predator, but it wasn't. Um, and then you get the, the, the <laughs> if it bleeds, we could kill it. <laughs> yeah, really. If Ezekiel says that, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. You know? <laughs> he could full go Arnold voice. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd rather Arnold impression than <laughs> yeah, the really. King impression than Henry the the gay. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, of course, you had the handprint of blood on the tree. The next one. You know, where you saw, got to see the four fingers, yep. you know. We had like a solid red leaf pointing towards the All right, wonder. so are we to conclude that the fellow that Shiva decides to have an appetizer on is the fellow that was winning? That's him, yep. Okay, so we, you know, um, did have the issue of Ezekiel says, there we are. And he runs out of the woods and across this trail and down like that. And I'm like, how did you even see where, what the? Save the munitions. Yeah, yeah. um. <laughs> Shiva's fed for the week, boys. Uh, cool. I mean, again, really well done. You know, they've gotten way better with the tiger. Yeah. Yes, they really did. The until the until you did the, the, the petting, until, until the, the petting, petting until bad. the hand turns fuzzy. Oh, you know, and I'm man. like, oh, that was oh. bad. 
You know? <laughs> is this Coachella? Because that tiger's a hologram, bro. Yeah. But, you know, in fairness. <laughs> it's a hologram. <laughs> in fairness, they went for it. Game of Thrones. See you at the party. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, now we got God. total recall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that. Uh, that it was it, bad. It, 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 put it this way. It wasn't god awful. You just you could totally tell it was CG, and you, you hate that. But I was appreciative that they kept it consistent. You did, we didn't sneak a real tiger in there. I, let me you know tell what you I'm that. saying? Like, well, that would have been worse to me. Um, yeah, because they wouldn't pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to stand next to the CG tiger. Uh, well, these I, people are some brave sons of bitches. I mean, yeah. No, a tiger's okay. My aunt had a tiger, as I've said before. Jesus, this is. And so, like, they're not. You're that terrifying family <laughs> but what kind of trash are we dealing with here? <laughs> yeah. what do you mean we didn't this feed it tiger. Okay, right? tyson <laughs> this was a great tiger oh, my he was Lord. a family friend oh my god but yeah no way Mm-mm. i mean yeah. i would stand by it but i mean how would you like to have been the guard to release shiva from her cage uh, yeah no no i'd be like watch that you need Ezekiel. to watch the movie roar have you ever heard of that before but the no. hollywood family that had like 17 lions and tigers in their backyard. Well, they're idiots. Why and you in their home. There's no longer a family. Yeah. yeah. They were getting mauled in their own homes and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful. Um, there's just one. We had zebras. All right. So, again, Shiva eats the fella. And we have the... Done with this group. The, the, the petting <laughs> of the fake tiger, da, da, da. And then, again, more speeches. What's funny is, you know they had to have something like... A green ball with some hair on it that they stuck up there yeah. that, that he could pet. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm just going to rub this big green, green ball. fuzzy thing. <laughs> cut. Cut. I can't do this. At least put some stripes on it or something. Uh, no. the wrong color. Can it purr? Right, we're going we're gonna to move away from this. It's bad enough. Okay. Well, hold on. What do we think about him going ahead with the plane even though they know? Like, we don't have yeah, the That's surprise. true. We didn't know we did about that. Like they know that. we're coming. This is what you call... Bravado, false bravado. Yeah, this is the prequel to death that becomes us. Because Um, I loved a lot of people's faces like, uh, no. Dude, because you see the old codger in the background. There was an old black guy. I mean, like, he looked like the armor was about to cripple him. You know, and I'm like, "Mm, don't recognize him. Um, But there were some people in the background as extras. Mm -hmm. These were not soldiers. (laughs) No. None of these are? No, I mean, it was... Um, you remember the number close. one man was a dad botted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was just what I liked is is when he's doing his speeches, like you don't even see people's facial expressions like changed for encouragement whatsoever. No. He's over like, yes, man, da 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 da. And everybody's like, just complete flat oh, yeah. faces, monotone. No, Some of them were even worried. It's like they're wait. numb. They're <laughs> numb to his old English. I quit listening to him years ago. <laughs> I'm just here because it's part of the group. All I hear is clicking noises. Click click click. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's the the whole deal with him and all his speeches and Carol's expressions and talking back and forth. This was all to set you up for a disaster next episode. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried about Carol. Are they shipping Carol and Ezekiel? God, no. I think they're either shipping them or she's dead. Well, I can't say because of comic knowledge, but you know, Ezekiel does is kind of, I'm sure is interested in somebody, but. I don't know how they would twi- twist this, and so I don't. Yeah, know. I don't think that's going to be a possibility. So yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I, I think, think we're from, either shipping him and Carol, or I don't think there's any. Shipping. Daryl's filthy mop to Ezekiel's 
hairy, filthy mop. <laughs> She's got a thing Rug. for filthy mops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think there's any love interest. Um, you know, but um, our boy, Matt, he told us that he felt like this episode gave us a, uh, a precursor to that a major character was going to die. And, like, he even put on the list of, like, a Carol, a Maggie, a Daryl, or something like that. And I told him, no. Um, don't think. I feel like Carol would be the number one yeah. on the block. Just because. Of your major character? Of a major character. Be only because, I mean, what else? You know what I mean? I mean, realistically, it's almost to the point where I mean, it's a, a major character is going You can't really pick one that is more susceptible than another. I mean, I think her and Morgan are both pretty susceptible. I would think you were top two, in my opinion. Just because, you know, the bottom line is is that both those characters are way been dead in comic book. Way been dead. Okay? And so they're they're on their own planet. And, of course, Daryl is not even a comic book, mm-hmm. so he's on his own planet. To me, there's three untouchables right now, and that is Daryl, Rick, and Rick, Carl. and Carl. Those right there. Then a close fourth is, is Michonne. Then fifth is your Maggie, and then it gets well, real hazy with Carol. Morgan. I think Maggie's ahead of Michonne just because she's pregnant. <clears throat> no, I think Maggie's lower on the list because she's pregnant. Okay, um, they don't need no more babies. I didn't like the fact there was another baby at the end of this episode. <laughs> right. Being babies bad, cold blooded. Um, so I mean, like that's that's tears. my order of importance of where like you would to pass any of that hierarchy would be you know, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This show needs its tubes tied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's be done with that whole situation, and we'll talk about who has the most likely to die at the end. Um, so let's go over to Morgan Jesus Company. Okay, all right. First thing we get there is we realize that they're outside the fenced area, and this is the satellite building we've already taken over mm-hmm. once. And I was happy they mentioned that. I was happy like we've done it here once before. Now they have we, a moat. Right yep. now we have a moat, in which really like, moat. It's it's just a fenced in area with you know, walkers. Brilliant. Like you said, I think it's awesome that they put this little effect in here. I want to know where they found the fence company that was able to come in and do this during the aftermath and the apocalypse because that fence was professionally done. They're not very hard to put up. <laughs> Cyclone fence? I'll give them that. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, I thought that was a really cool add on to that. I liked that it. it was a daytime shot. Mm-hmm. The only time we ever saw the satellite place before was at night. Okay, how tall would you say Morgan is? Five, five ten, five, probably nine, average. Maybe five eight. Average height person, right? Yeah, yeah, average height. So what do you think about those upper faces looking down on him? He's shaking the fence, you know what I mean? There's like some faces here, some faces here. <laughs> uh, there was some height discrepancies. There's a little height discrepancy, like they were climbing on each other almost. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it didn't bother me a whole lot, you know? I know he's under six foot because the fence was six foot and he didn't even come close to the top bar. So, um, it was just a high, good high judge. But You think the fence was six foot tall? I think it was taller than that. Yeah, I'd say seven or eight. Well, I you know. have a six foot fence, and then it had the bars with bar bar. And stuff Did like it? that. I didn't even remember so I just that. was watching it. Yeah. Only reason I know this is at work, we're having to install fence, and there's four foot, six foot, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so then, you know, there's this conversation of, you know, if they know we're coming, or if there's gunfire. There won't a, be. Yeah, there won't I be. I don't we get bow chick. Yeah, um... I, I'm going to put this out here. Is she She shoots Link? two bolts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legless, yes. Legless. Uh, I think it was more like legless because. Who's she, the Avenger? Uh, she 
It's she, a tall guy. Yeah. She shot one in the head and was able to rebolt and put one in there within a second and a half. I mean, she shot these at the same time. First off, these are arrows, not bolts. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. It's not Daryl. You know, you're really screwing this up. <laughs> but no. She, okay, amateur hour. I get it. She yeah. must have had two on the string. She's fucking Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Like she split one. She was men and tight. She had like a whole yeah, full yeah. of like credit cards, <laughs> <laughs> a magazine of arrows. Magazine. But clearly, she shot like one of the chain links and split the arrow in half, and then killed stop both it. of them. Okay, Just stop. but the thing is, was she on higher ground? The first and second guy get hit within one second. Yes, it's, this was a total misfire. Foo, foo. Yeah. I mean, well, it's literally like that. It was a total misfire. Not only that. At what point in time do we think that she went up on a hill or anything? Because we came in flat. It showed us flat. So, yet again, she shot this through the fence. No, it looks... Yeah, it's through the fence, definitely. It's a flat shot. Those fences. So, not only that, you you shoot an arrow through, put another arrow on it, and shoot again through two layers of fence. That probably are And you even. hit them in the dome, both of them. <laughs> this is what you call grade A bullshit. Okay. This is the Olympics. The bottom line is the first guy should have dropped. The guy next to him should have had a moment of, holy crap, what the... Mm-hmm. And then look at the person who's a, where the shot came from. So you've got that three-second delay. And then maybe as he gets ready to pull the radio up, right through the face, much more, would have been much more accurate and much more believable instead of dose shots within a second. But even three seconds isn't really believable for a bow and arrow. It's a like, hell of a lot better than what yeah. we saw. This is tough. I wish they were just showing another person with a bow and arrow. Then they could have been like, okay, on the count of three. You know what I mean? Or as soon as if they raise their guns, fire. But again. Then we're only roasting you for shooting through two fences. Show me two people that can hit people both in the dome. Moving target through two fences. Yeah, I mean. Oh, no one's making the shot. Like, I mean, it's just. That's what I'm getting at. Like. I don't. I, I think they went for the rule of cool and just completely threw out plausibility, and instead it's just what, you know. Yeah, this. You know, have you seen the new like videos they keep putting on Facebook, like most amazing shot ever, and they just hold you there and then nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a literally like three minute video, and you're just yeah. waiting, 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 and then it just shuts off. You're like you motherfuckers. <laughs> They got me again. Genius. They got me again. <laughs> Did I miss it? Let me rewind it's it a little bit. It's worse than being Rickrolled. It's way worse. I don't know, man. Being Rickrolled. It's, it's All right. Bad. So we, we, we established that the arrows to the head, complete garbage. Um, so again, Morgan and company come in. And I love this simplistic, like, let me just shake the fence and be covered up to yes, where they can I thought the plan was a good idea. Way to draw attention, get them to come over to check it out without having to radio or get them in the closet. Maybe make fire. some wounded animal noises at some point, but besides <laughs> that, we're good to that. go. Once again, I would never put my fingers in that chain. Oh, no. yeah, Not even yeah, close. Yeah. Palming. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. palming that thing. All right. So, how do y'all feel about that? For They were lucky enough to find 27 pistols that had silencers on them. And I'm a got, fan. Okay. That's cool. And that, I mean, almost everybody's a crack shot, you know? Yeah. Crack shot. I mean, these dudes are I mean, high-level marksmen. I mean, I feel like I'm watching Splinter Cell. But, I mean, you know, like, Tara's there. Yeah. This is, well, Tara was fine. You know, and of course, Morgan was okay. Well, well, I mean. And Bochick, one shot, you know, one arm, one shot at a couple people, you know? Well, I mean, you got to remember, with Tara around, she gives everybody plus five to accuracy. So, like. <laughs> It's like one of those like, <laughs> she's got a buff. accuracy by association. She's got an accuracy buff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, 
so on social media, there were some people who were griping about how all the guns sounded like the classic Hollywood, you know, or whatever like that. You know, uh-huh. that anybody who actually shoots a real suppressor realizes those 40s and 9 millimeters like that would have made much more sound, even with a suppressor. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, I don't really care about that. I feel like you for that dramatic effect for this stuff to work, I thought it was cooler that they decided to, to stick with that. Yeah. I thought it was good. I, it didn't bother me. I mean, It's course, iconic. We know it now. Like, you know, well, Zach, you're real detail-oriented. And I was like, there's some things you just don't want to be truthful because otherwise it doesn't make the scene possible. Yeah, because... And this is one of those things. Like, suppressor is the correct word because even with the suppressor on, a gunshot's still really loud. Yeah, I mean... Especially with a big caliber handgun. Yeah. I mean, the only gun you're ever going to get a thud, 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 or this side of someone is like a 22. 22. Maybe if you've got a really good size silencer, you know, just for hair, bigger That's 25 right. or something like that. After that, you're going to get, you're going to know your, a shot has I gone. I mean, in. a 9mm can can be pretty well suppressed. Yeah, but, but a suppressor is about a foot long. Yeah, well, <laughs> or it's fat. Right. You know what I mean? It, whatever. I mean. Once again, it's kind of a rule of cool type of deal. You're right. right. It, it does feel like we're on like Metal Gear Solid or something, you know, uh, Splinter Cell. You know, right. But but it was all right. Everything but, but was within I, a close enough range to make but, it realistic enough. But mm-hmm. I like the fact that like, you know, a lot of times you see people that go into the house and they don't check the left, right, check yeah, the they door. Don't sweep. They don't, you know, make themselves turn to face a doorway and things like that. You know what I mean? Like they really did film this well yes them coming down hallways leading with the gun you know i mean all this stuff i thought was pretty well done it was it 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 really translated well like i said the entire time they were in the building i really enjoyed all that stuff i really really did i I love that they showcased the guys that were like i got your back and one was nervous i love that they showcased everything (laughs) nervous morgan was a brave soul like i ain't standing in front of this mother i just got an uzi at my back (laughs) right i I like that they created tension at each doorway. Mm-hmm. I like that they had long pauses, like they were waiting for the signal for everybody in the hallway. I, you know, instead of them, everybody gets to set and goes, go! You know, like there was like a good three or four seconds where like you got a buildup of yeah. every door was going to have a surprise behind it. You know oh, and I mean? it was cool because they were like doing like the fireman chain. You know right. what I mean? It was like, well, every, well, you know, somebody had their arm up where everybody could see and it was yeah, like right. once they all go down, it was like... And I honestly had no idea who the leader was. We could all do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It, it was. It would appear that Jesus is mm-hmm. because he's the one that actually puts his arm down that starts the chain. But Morgan and right. Tara look like they're pretty well. And that's what I'm saying. Like it was really, really well done. Like I really enjoyed all the stuff that happened inside this satellite facility. You know, except a couple of things we'll get to in a minute. But anyway, I love this whole deal. It really created tension. I love it. You know, and like you get, you know, the Tara and them. It just grease a couple guys. Head, you know, you know, and you don't see everybody take a forehead shot either. There are a couple people who take shots to the chest. Mm-hmm. Another guy takes a shot to the face. I didn't have a problem with that. Like, I wanted them at least clean up doing head shots. They did in some, but not in the, the room to room. The they ones went they quick, caught off quick, guard, quick. they shot in the head. But the ones that once they started kicking in doors, mm-hmm. they were just firing up. Yeah, like, that's what I liked. It was realistic. I was happy that you didn't kick a door in and everybody took a headshot. I liked it. They, a couple well, of people took body shots and fell. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that, but I want you to finish them off. Well, I think they were the making to get quick to each door. <laughs> you attacked what? Yeah. yeah. That was um, John Wick's house. <laughs> <laughs> so you kick in we're the dead. door with old shaky. Oh, yeah. You know, and I got your back, fella. Grease the more, first three. Yeah, well, like the first guy's the door, and he takes 27 rounds. <laughs> and then 10 folks come up, and nobody's shooting. Out of a clown Morgan. car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, including Morgan. 
Yeah, and no they, one's firing. They nobody's just, firing. And they just light him up. Well, like, and Morgan then, is completely off to the, like, he can't even be seen through the door, but he's so far to the right. Right. And, all right, were y'all surprised that they shot the first guy and froze the second part? No. Because, like. Or was that, some people were, people were like, that was backwards. Like, they should have froze. And maybe Morgan killed the first guy. And then when the second posse came up, they should have just been like spraying everything, you know? I mean, I could see somebody just be like, oh my God, I just killed somebody. And then just be shocked at. I I agree with you. Okay, shaky guy, I could see freezing. Morgan, I don't see freezing. Well, like my thing Um, with Morgan was like he wasn't even really, couldn't see inside the doorway because he was so far to the right. Like, at least in the camera angle I was looking at, like the fact that he was even shot, I was like, how? To me, I felt like you shoot the first guy, and yeah, your two guys are probably like, holy crap, right there. But then you have this armada of folks coming behind it, like you said, out of the clown car. This is where you're like, "Mm, shit. And, you know, this is where Morgan probably turns and, you know, I get that. And they all three get hit, or you Mm -hmm. want to call it, or it looks that way. It looks like Morgan takes a wing shot. The other guys just take it full on. You know, yeah. nasty. Um, Although, dude's still breathing there at the, when he yeah, walks away. I mean, like, he's got 27 holes in him. And he yeah, just, one of the guys looks like he has one up in his forehead. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean? And he's just kind of breathing and looking at him. Are we are we supposed to say he's alive? I thought at first it looks just like a death stare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, when, they, when it turns and his neck is, is breathing and stuff, I was like, oh, man, dude didn't say anything. He's just dying right there. Could have greased him one, Morgan. Yeah. Finished them off there. Yeah. Um, that was those guys. That wasn't yeah. me. Yeah. Morgan, there's clearly a spatter from this weird side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Put know. Put him out of his misery. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I uh, clear. We caught you on I clear. I have to clear. <laughs> it's like All shaggy. Right. <laughs> All right. So we get over to, of course, we see several doors get kicked in, people get killed like that. But then we get back to Tara and Jesus, and we break into a room, which looks like a giant pantry. And we have a fellow they find in the doorway who's got yeah. piss in his pants. Deacon. Okay. You know. Which, eh. this has to be discussed beforehand, right? You've got to go in with the plan of we're either killing everybody or we're taking hostages. This is where I hate Walking Dead writing because they love to bring the morality thing back into play. Yeah. You know, and what I thought was kind of, I was happy about later is that you saw Morgan have his flashes after he gets up and becomes T-1000, the Terminator. <laughs> um and he's talking about when we have to kill them all. We can't give them a second chance to regroup and become back. Those yeah. flashes were happening. You know, I almost wish that had happened before we even got to the morality question with Jesus and Tara and so on. To me, I was just I was really hoping Tara was like Jesus goes into a monologue like mid speech. Just, just yeah, yeah. Are you done? <laughs> That's <laughs> what should have happened. Like really as he's speaking, and- argument over. Yeah, really. <laughs> Uh, this conversation, but, there, but it has been kind of wishy washy because the thing is, is you get Rick's big speech in the first episode, and it's just like we kill them. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. us or them. It's this and that, and then then they get to the the compound. They're like surrender, and none of your people have to die. Just you, Negan. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, I mean, that's no, like, we're supposed to kill. Well, I just think that was an unfair. Yeah. Like that's just a deal. He knew he was gonna. Turned no down. To. Yeah, I'm sure, but I'm just... Well, there, I know, I know, there are mixed signals. Yeah, there's there are mixed signals. But that's the whole deal is that, you know, and like, 
even Gabriel was like, you know, it's not about you. It's about this. Da, da, da. Well, then we get Jesus into the mix and he's like, you know, it can't be about this. It can't be. The whole point yeah. is to kill the saviors. And so that this is never an issue. Well, he's saying it can't be about revenge. You know, we're, we don't do this and blah, blah, okay, blah. Well, there, there was no revenge. It was the mission would kill every SOB in here. You know, well, and not only to that, me, I was on terror camp. Yeah, here. I'm uh, fully on terror camp because even if you do somehow try to mitigate these people into your group or whatever, you're not going to trust them. You don't have enough people to trust them, so you've either got to give up the hilltop or Alexandria. Th- this is we're past the morality point of this exactly because like, they showed no morality. They showed this that are so on. Don't don't bring this in. I, that was the one thing that killed us about Morgan is that when we got to meet, you know, a uh, heavy set sensei about don't kill folks. <laughs> and, you know, we went through the whole was badass. De- yeah, it yeah, was. The whole deal of him, I don't kill people. And now he's turned into the Terminator. Yes. You know, I mean, we've, so we've already done the flip flop for him. So now we're dealing with uh, Rick. They got to die. And then we got Jesus. It can't be about that. It can't be about this. So th- th- like this whole scene was unnecessary to me. You know, I know there was a good play of, you know, you realize how hard it is to piss my pants and blah, blah, blah. I mean, there was some good uh, dialogue in here and everything and eh, stepping on eh, the... The dialogue was weak to me. Some, because my thing is, well, I mean, they picked a couple of people that aren't strong true uh, speakers, in my opinion. Well, not only that, it just, it didn't translate the tension of the, of the room. Like, Jesus doesn't convey, you know, the morality speech to her in a manner that would have made me go, you know, you're right. Let me stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is that's why I would just greased him. Are you done? Him or Tara. You know, Tara is not intimidating to me or anything like that. The way she speaks is not intimidating. So when she comes off like trying to be a badass and stuff, I don't like it. It doesn't sound right. And then Jesus playing this role, I didn't like either. So this was kind of tough because it's not like it's not shot well and it's not, you know, framed well in, in, the, in the scene and things like that. It's just the writing on this and the two characters they decided to make this right debate go on with. I was like, oh man, total miss to me. Well, and, no, but here's the deal. They could have saved this scene is if after they disarm him, Jesus greases him. It greases him. Yeah. If, if they had done that, then that would have saved this scene. Instead, Keeping we him alive him. was what was like the coup de gras of disaster. Because we've hogtied him and just left him there like is a sore, and we never even see the guy again. Yeah, and so that that was that was that was where the misfire was, and then it turned into they've got a, enough people down the hall, and we're shooting up the hallway, right? And, and we turned into the little skirmish, and uh, I'm okay with that. We know? did get some uh, Jesus kung fu, so we had that. So, so then. Like I said, this is about the time that Morgan, you know, wakes up, becomes Terminator, and cool that I, I a detail that I enjoyed. We grab another gun. Yep. Dublé. We pull the magazine, check its ammo, put it back in. We actually see a gun run out of ammo. Use a different firearm to finish off what you're doing. Like the details were there to make it realistic that he didn't have infinite ammo by pressing up down, you know, that stuff. But but he did shoot several people that had machine guns, and he left them on their bodies. Never picked up a single one of them. Yeah, he's always a hand. When he picked up the one gun and then picked up the other guy's handgun, I was like, sweet. 
all right, now grab those machine guns too. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know how many people are in here. But also, how are this that this many people left? Like, wasn't he following a path that had already been cleared? No. No, because they had left okay. the room. They had left because they thought they were all dead. they were dead and, they, and went that direction. Right. Yeah. And how did they not even check them? Morgan woke well, up. Well, if you're he, hearing gunfire everywhere else, you're not worried about three guys you thought you just greased on the floor. Yeah, really. Well, no, I was talking about uh, terror and stuff because they saw Morgan on the ground. Yeah, but they couldn't go down that hallway. Okay. They couldn't go down because right. they were firing back down the hall. Got, That's why know, they went out the back got, door. One guy gotcha. said, we got people missing. And they're like, Morgan? Are you talking about Morgan? Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, and Terry eventually saw him, I thought, later in the episode. I never saw him see him. I thought they were on a different hallway at the, end of the other end of the chain. They do look down the hall, and you see three bodies laying in front of the door, but they don't mention the fact that it's Morgan. Or okay. okay. So see, anyway. I thought she knew it was Morgan. I'm like, if I'm Morgan waking up, I'm like, y'all didn't even come back and get me? Like, <laughs> so we end up back outside, and Jesus goes, you know, basically – don't fire unless they fire first. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, you'll be dead. And it's like, well, I'm better. Yeah. So. This is the American rules of engagement right here. Yeah. I mean, like, give me a break. Yeah. Again, another not strong. Nope. Unnecessary. I mean, you've gone in there stealth mode, shooting anything and everything. To, and now we're worried hey, about. Hey, wait a minute. They won't shoot me. Trust me. I, I'm just. Did we see Jesus shoot anybody in this episode? No, he did not. Not that I recall. I know remember. that every time you saw people getting shot, this, that, or so on, you didn't really see him like raising up and pulling the trigger. I, okay. I have to go back and watch. But no, I don't remember distinctly him raising up and greasing someone. I just don't know if we need him being the moral high ground. We already had the moral, Morgan. Look, the bottom line is the moral compasses never don't last long or become hated characters. Well, I mean, even you know Morgan, of course, coming around, but even uh, Father Gabriel, yeah. you know, who was you know a mix or whatever like that. I go all the way back to Dale. Has totally come back around. Yeah. I mean, even Dale was like the moral compass you you know got but tired of. With Dale though, they didn't face other human beings. They faced walkers. It's just true. You, I'll give you that. Um so again, they come out there, one guy opens up the garage door, they're waiting on him, he drops his gun, the rest of them, hey, drop him. They come outside. <laughs> Don't seem as stupid as they think we already are or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I remember what he says, yeah. but um, and so they all come out and okay, there was a lot of folks. I mean, there's, there's at a least ton 20, of them. 20 of them. I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, and, they could have put up a fight easy. And the guy that's responsible for Ben, is that his name? Ben's yes. death? Yes. That's the part that I was like, no. I mean, so. And how we, stupid is this guy? Really? To speak up. I remember you. Did you get transferred to? It's like, huh? Yeah. See when when the Terminator, aka Morgan, comes out of that and mm-hmm. sees this, you know the light kind of blinds and him just a little puts bit, it like on a, his chest. Yeah. Uh, another example where this episode rocks better if he just greases that mf'er right yeah. there. Yeah, hundred percent. Just come out, grease him. This is a guy with a face that we know now, right? And we know this Deacon character that's pissed himself. So it's like now we have two known people in this group of captives, right? Correct. That are already hated now. And then, what, you know, Rick and Daryl have their own problems, obviously. And then, I'm trying to think if there was any bad guys. No, no, no faced bad guys that we know of. No. But, but they're going towards another camp if you're Carol and Ezekiel. Well, so see, here's the thing in the comic book, there was no prisoners. Yeah, because that's the other thing is, is that, that this was a real shock. That we went to the morality and we're keeping captives. 
There's no. Do you ever trust no. anyone in this group to ever say, now you're part of our group? Watch my back for me, yeah. will you? I mean, He's are you pistol. serious? I mean, really? And do you let them, do you exile them? That's what, what I'm saying. What are they, like, they going to do? Turn to around and come back at you? I mean, this is like, it can't be about that. Just that bull crap. Turn your head around. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much <laughs> start have to, dropping folks. Look at all the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Carol? <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I think there's some flowers over there. Yeah, really. Let's walk to the fence. Yeah, can you go yeah. pick those real quick? <laughs> Learn this from my girl, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's what I'm getting at. Like, the idea that we do this is going to end up being disastrous. Okay? And so, that that that's this is where you're writing of how they're going about this. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my God, I'm scratching my head. Well, I mean, maybe I'm hoping that Terror out or... Rick outranks Maggie and is like, yeah, we got to dome them. Like, it's plain and simple. This is war. They're dead. All I, all I can hope is, is Tara completely redeems herself. They put her all, put them all in the back of a, you know, a, a cargo truck. As they're going along, she just, oops, <laughs> I dropped this grenade. <laughs> Body parts everywhere. You know, <laughs> just, yes! You know. I, I am surprised that there's no, like, improvised... Explosive. explosive devices yeah. that Alexandria people make or anybody mm-hmm. makes. You know what I mean? Like you would think there'd be a some lot kind of traps more. Or, you know, yeah. or anything that's kind of, you know. Well, I mean, or just, just kind of grenade-esque like thing. grenade-esque things that you would tote around. Pipe bombs. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, how hard, it, even in, the, in this time, after the apocalypse, you can go get pipes, put caps on them and find a few, or, you know, you could make some cool stuff. Definitely like or, household about, chemicals. Yeah, I not mean, only that, you know, really cool Molotovs or like this and throw something and you know, well, you don't want to waste gasoline or good booze, kerosene. I mean, come on, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just surprised because you know, hell, there's one anarchist cookbook laying around here somewhere. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or well, whatever. Somebody be a little creative, or somebody just is a redneck and knows how to blow shit up. It's like, yeah, man. Well, Rosita knows it. how to do it all, though. Just take this and this and put it together. While and, she's sitting there sulking with her bandage. You know, yeah. she could be thinking about homemade pipe bombs. Yeah. Um, your girl, she got just the perfect amount of airtime for you. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's close it up with, with uh, Rick and Daryl. Um, we co- so we are in the we we're, we're feeling like we're in the building yep. outside of the the skirmish, the assault. They keep working their way to the top floor because they think that's Gosh. where the guns will be. Fourth floor. They kept saying the fourth floor. Which? How do we go from stairs to an elevator shaft? Did anyone else catch this? He goes, look, stairs, and then kicks the door. And then all of a sudden, we're in an elevator shaft. And then we're climbing an elevator <laughs> I think this was a little bit of a miss on the editing, I'm guessing. Has to be. Maybe there was another part. Um, you know, Rose, Rose, um, Rosemary. Rosemary told us that you know they, were, they had to add a little scene somewhere in this neighborhood right here. Well, the scene yeah. that was added no, was, the, was added was the Jesus and uh, Tara. Tara well, she also talked about they came back and shot him looking at the, the map. You know, the yeah. piece of paper. True, true. You know, him kicking the door in. So, like, maybe there was an oops moment there. Because, I mean, he off. clearly says, look, stairs. stairs. And kicks down a I door. I know it. And then kicks a door. Not, Not an elevator once. door. Hey. A door door. I was proud that he took more than one kick. Because if he just, you know, kicked it and watched the door frame explode into timber bits. <laughs> oh, it would have been like, like fucking easy. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Just kind of like, <laughs> it just hey. like a million toothpicks on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. But uh, So I was, I was happy with that. Again, uh, you're right. He does say stairs. It kicks the door twice. It opens up. And, and then all of a sudden we get the whole, we're opening the door and we're crawling up through. And you don't, you didn't crawl up four flights of no. the elevator. And, you know what I mean? And so also, put that out there. opening up an elevator door, I don't know if anyone's ever had to do it. 
I have. It ain't easy. It's not easy. And doing it with zero leverage after climbing four floors. You mean he couldn't do it with hanging with from one arm? Yeah. <laughs> He's not Rambo. He was, he was we're talking power. about. You know, yeah. <laughs> Daryl Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> You won't like me when I'm greasy. <laughs> yeah. Grab rope. Uh, oh, oh, I caught that. Uh, so anyway, the- we get past the mysterious stair slash elevator shaft. Um, Here's the secret. I'm always greasy. <laughs> <laughs> get the rope. Why would I need rope? Okay, so they I'm split up after climbing yeah, the elevator. We can clear this faster if we split up, which is like the classic, don't Scooby you ever Doo. do that in a horror yeah. movie scene. You know, don't ever split up, you know. And this was even brought up by some of our fans, you know, on social media talking about, as soon as you know that you separate, there's a bad situation about to go down. Definitely. You know, and of course, and I get that. And it's just the classic faux pas writing. I'm 100%. So again, we see clearing rooms and we'll talk about Daryl first. And Daryl ends up finding an area where they kept a prisoner similar to the way he was kept. Yep. Um, you know, no good old. There uh, was a sandwich on the ground. I mean, had, uh, with I mean, one bite out of it. I mean, like my homeboy could have eaten. Total waste. Yeah, I mean, Daryl, you've eaten worse, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the hand, well, the hand, the handcuff was pretty nasty. Like it was, you know, held onto a person for a, a long. Probably reminded him of his yeah. brother. <laughs> oh, and then no link. <laughs> no, really. Uh-huh. You remember? Yeah, he I was remember. handcuffed. And, yes, I remember. Um, and the no link handcuffs. So that's brutal. Yeah, and then. So all that was like that, and that was just kind of the end of his little deal. But then yeah. we get Rick, and after we've searched the 27th room on the fourth floor. <laughs> um, but badass shot right here. I yes. love him coming down the hallway. Mm. Yes, awesome. the silhouette, you know, the lighting behind it. My, It was my favorite part. Like, it just stuck out from the episode. Yeah. Did you notice the door at the end of the hallway? The doors were missing. Like, somebody had pulled the pins, so the doors weren't in the shot. Did y'all see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I was like... Wait a minute. Why, why does somebody pull the doors off the hinges? And I hear, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it was for dramatic effect. I didn't notice it. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, so anyway, he comes in the first room and um, he gets attacked by Pickle Rick or you know, Husky Rick. Husky Rick, as we like to say, very similar <laughs> in structure and size and like that. Um, they get into a bit of a fight. I thought the fight choreograph was good. I, I didn't. Oh, this I, is another good like brutal fight. I yeah, like yeah. this. And there wasn't nobody like blocking shots and doing counter moves no, and leg like, sweeps and this was a very else. He was very like two grown men who yeah. really are not really fighters but getting after it. It was a natural fight. Like right. I mean, that's the best it's way kind to of put a it. bar fight. Yeah, yeah, it was realistic. Um did you notice the guy like when he got kicked and like he went backwards onto like a desk or table? He had this huge black uh back brace. It kind of his shirt kind of opened up, and you see this black back race. Oh, really? Stuck. Yeah. So where, where he hits the table perfectly, he's got the you know this big back like brace. padding on the back. back. Probably. Yeah. It just you know yeah. you just you miss it on editing. You know it just stuck out like a sore thumb. I didn't see it. Yeah. Anyway, so then he comes back at him, and there's choking and, and the wall. It, but I really, 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 really liked that it showed him destroy the shelf. Yes. With Rick, showed him destroy the shelf, and then. Had the hooks in the background. You just were enough where you were like, opportunity. Oh, opportunity. But they didn't like focus on it where you thought, oh, they'll definitely use that spike yeah, on the wall. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than a director who's like showing the fight mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you focus in on the spikes yeah, in the it, wall and then come back to the fight. I'm like, <laughs> no! Finish him, pops up Chekhov's on the hook. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, know, it's not Chekhov's gun, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just like, th- excellent job. An yes. excellent camera angle where you could just see him on barely, the wall, barely. Yeah. And he's there. Why didn't he just put him to sleep, choke him to sleep, or choke him to death? 
I, I, I was because surprised. we're here to kill everybody. Because he's doing this number. <laughs> That's why. Because he's doing this. War. You know, he's slapping uh, them and stuff like that to try to. Well, I know from watching somebody like it can take somebody anywhere from a good thirty seconds to a minute before you become completely incapacitated. But he was going down. All right, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But this is Pickle Rick. This is a big fellow. <laughs> this is Rick the Savage, really, though, because he just. But yes. Um, but the ability to be able to whip somebody around and throw them into this shelf. Perfect spider, heart shot, too. Um, and to go completely through the body and through the spine. Um, th- this is where I'm like. Screw it. This was too cool. It yeah. was so cool. But I, I just wish somebody would take the effort of moving that thing over two inches to the left. Where there's nothing that would impede that from going through. All the way through. Does that make sense? Or you just get like a Rick charge in the because lower back. If it, oh, through the dead sternum. Center, it yeah. was through the sternum and the spinal column. If it was two, two inches to the left, it misses the sternum and it goes right through the back with no issue and completely plausible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, a minor detail, but I'll be honest with you, the way the scene unfolded was great. And I, I loved it because he was like, where are the guns? And he says, no guns. And he, he's obviously looking at a room. And he goes, they're in there. And then you feel the dad freak out. Uh-huh. You know, this is, uh, you know, my wife, I always call it like she gets mom face. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like she has a freak out your, moment. Your parental instinct turns into your like overlord. Animal instinct. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, it was and, no doubt. And then he goes ape shit on him. Yeah. like, And then he slings him into it and he kills him. And then when he drops him down the ground and he opens his shirt up and it says, grace be God. You know, and I was like. Okay, I rewound this because I was like, okay, what does this mean? You know what I mean? And so on, and he's checking. So when he opens that up and you see Gracie on the wall and this baby sleeping. Animal painted everywhere. Yeah, great job to whoever this artist just out of nowhere. It's like, hey. (sighs) You know, I just like, damn. It was tough, man. Another baby. Yeah. But this is one of the cooler dramatic moments I remember from the show Mm -hmm. because – Rick clearly knows he's in the same position as that guy was. Yeah. And would have done the same thing. The mirror was perfect. He's just like, welcome, look at yourself. I mean, it's a bit too coincidental, but... Agreed. But the thing is... It wasn't like slap you in the face coincidental. You had to think about it. And then when it becomes apparent why you're looking into the mirror, it really translated well. It was just really well put together. Right. The only problem is that we've been through this with Rick a few times. Correct. Where he's going to question his savagery. Well, the other part of this, too, is, is that that baby in there, that's 17 years difference than his child. You know, <laughs> his child is almost fully grown. True. We got yeah, a, we got a crazy baby. She can almost drive her. a vehicle or a car now. Yeah. I mean, we're to that point with you. No, I mean, I almost <laughs> like she's driving Michonne around. Right. I mean, it's, it's unreal. But anyway, so that, that was pretty tough. What really threw me was is the next part. Is that I thought that would be kind of the end of that situation, you know, like there is no guns, and this is this the, the end of this is him mm-hmm. coming to back to morality. For so for him to go into another room and find this picture, now he says a name, and it ain't Morales; it's somebody else. When he picks this picture up, I thought he said Emmett. No, he says, "Damn." No, I swear he goes. That's Emmett, and then he turns around and he and then he's, and of course there's Morales looking at him. No, I think I swear he says like "damn" or something like that. When he like shakes his head, I don't think he says any name. 
I could have swore he said Emmett. If y'all heard or know for sure, let, let us, us know. know. Give us a yeah, tweet. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm almost positive. I, I, I wanted twice. I was like, what is he talking about? Because I kept trying to look at the picture. Mm-hmm. I tried to look at the picture. You know, it wasn't enough to like. You just see your, a woman on one side of the you, photo. That's all you do, but it's not detailed enough to really know. And I don't remember an Emmett. I'm, it, it, if it was Emmett, if he did say that. Right. Was the guy that got bit in the chest, they left by the tree in season one? Is there a chance he was an Emmett? I and mean, if he is. No, I don't think he was an I'd Emmett. Have been, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, you know, but um, I, I, don't, I don't know. But all right. So, of course, Morales is there with a gun on him. Rick is like, holy crap, you're Morales. Da, 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 da. You know, hey, Rick. And he goes, that was a long time ago. And I'm going to bring all the saviors here. Yeah, I've already called them. They're on their way. Right. Okay. So, basically, you're FUBAR. But anyway, (laughs) um, huge, huge return of a character. People have been talking about this character for three or four years. Nice little twist. I mean, I don't know if he has anything to do with the comic books or not, but I like that we were able to have someone leave and kind of bring them back organically. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm super pumped they snuck him in here and created this whole deal stuff and i really liked that we had that connection from season you know eight all the way back to one mm-hmm. i don't like the way i hate that he's a bad guy well he might not be well, i, I mean rick established might... that with his first comments of you well, know, a long time ago i've already called the bad guy because he doesn't know what rick has to offer right maybe well, potentially i mean if all he hears is the bad shit about rick then you know who knows yeah i mean it has potential yeah. but i mean there's a good chance rick can turn t- him possibly uh, the the jury's still out though i'm just kind of like mm, be honest with you and correct me if i'm wrong i might be one percent i thought in season one when he left they were going to head west for look for family i don't remember if you're I in atlanta remember. They're in Alexandria, which is northeast. I mean, he might have gotten captured early on. I mean, we're, we're, I'm sure we're going to figure this I'm all out. I'm hoping they the do a good job next episode of explaining mm-hmm. how we got from where we were in Atlanta to where they were going back all the way to where they are now. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't alone. Now, he had wife and yeah. kids and somebody else. There was, there was a lot There's more like to that. There's like five of them. You know, his little you know Bronco or SUV they drove off in. So, or maybe he went north, and we're, we're just thinking he went west. It's possible. I need to go back and look, but you know, because they were going to the CDC, and he didn't follow them. Correct. So maybe he was going north, not. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know. I just, it's something. I, I think it's cool they brought him in. I think it's a cool little add to the plot, and so on. I hope he's not just a two episodes killed and moved on kind of episode character. A, I would, I would okay love for him to be a linchpin, you know, of some type. In the future. We don't need more people. I'm sorry. I'm fine with the two-episode well, no, offer. If you bring him in, and then four episodes on the road, or next half season, he, he dies horrifically after redeeming himself. Who knows? I mean, whatever. But, yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with his character. Yes. You know? And I think it'd be cool. And they better do a good job of explaining how he got from point A to point B. I mean, I'm really sure he'll be in Negan's standalone episode. Right. Right, right, right. And so uh, on. Before, before we end... Um, they made a deal about this walker that Ezekiel and them come across, and it says what befell that creature. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, all the one Any the white ideas stuff all over of him? what what happened to this thing? To me, it looked like white paint all over him. It, um, well, it was like melty, though. You're right. Almost like he was hit with acid or something. It was a clue to wherever they're going. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a chemical plant or something. Because it kind of looked like chemical burns in a way. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It just had such a stark white. You know about it? 
Agreed. I, don't know. I mean, Agreed. for all we know, we're going to a paint factory, you know, and he just, you know. Is it maybe lie? It's possible. Like, you know, they yeah, pour yeah. it on a body and right. it, starts, it starts to melt away, but then he wakes up. Obviously. For all you know, this guy was an experiment. They were putting something on something. to see how it goes or something like that. I think it was a clue there. I don't think anybody would be able to say definitively yeah, yeah. they got a solid guess, you know, without them giving some clues. Um, but since we kind of wrapped this episode, what do y'all well, think the predictions are? Before that, did y'all see them taking the photos this time with the Polaroid with Tara and Jesus? Yeah, I saw it that time. Yeah, I saw the Polaroid. Taking up captives. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to use that as... Make sure you know who's who or something. I don't know. It's yeah, that's a great idea. You could do it as an identification or yeah. you could do it as here's proof that we have your men and we've taken this place. Yeah. You know? Either way, I guess it's good to have this Polaroid. I don't know where they're getting all the film, but... Infinite, yeah, up, down, up, down, left, right. I mean, down. I can go get <laughs> God no. mode. E- even Grand Theft Auto is like Polaroid. Uh. <laughs> All right, so predictions for next episode because the preview was pretty cut and dry that the shit hits the fan for Ezekiel and company, yeah, them and for Rick and Daryl. And right, I think it's kind of for everybody, really. Well, we've had two episodes of the good guys kicking ass and taking names. I think we got to have the reverse and show that things also have to be harsh and bleak and you're going to have setbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's all any of them are total setbacks. I mean, they're going to have problems transporting the new prisoners. Um, Ezekiel and Carol are obviously going to run into an already ready group. I mean, they're losing double digits. And Rick and Daryl are getting sieged by all I know is saviors. There's a scene where you see all of them in a group raising their hands in the woods. Yeah. I saw it. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, it's not like you're going to grease all of them right there. So we know that's not going to happen, but you know what I mean? So it's like each group has a collective they've captured. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and this is where I guess you have, you know, you, we do the, the big exchange or whatever possible down the road. You think, but, I'm gonna give you our 20 guys. Give me my 20 guys by. Doubtful. I, don't see that I severely yeah. doubt it. Doubtful. Um, we did not see Negan this episode. We did not see Gabriel this episode. I'm gonna guess we're gonna get plenty of that next episode. Um, because you know, like if we did our preview, they're still surrounded by walkers in their place, oh, and yeah. Negan's still in his camper of love with Gabriel. Love shack. Love shack. <laughs> um, so there's Great a lot life. of meat on the bone to go for for next episode. But, uh, but it doesn't look like it's focusing on Negan and them much next episode. Well, so. I mean, you keep seeing this scene where he kicks a table, you know, with a bat, and you're like, you know, we're going to come all or change something. Do we think any major character dies next episode? Is Eric a major character? Is Jerry a major character? Close. The mid-level characters. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say you have your primary top seven, whatever. There's core. There's core characters. Your core characters, your... Named characters. Fear, you know, your named characters, and then you have your auxiliaries. Yeah, and then you have the cannon fire. Yeah, I think we lose a couple names, and I think I don't think Carol necessarily dies, but she's in danger. I think we lose two names this next episode. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, I think Eric's a toast. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to get the whole very sad, doubt, dreadful, slow death, you know? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Anyway, also, guys, right after this, as soon as we get done, um, please listen in. We have Rosemary on. We had a phone conversation with her a little bit ago, and we're going to add it to this pod. So don't miss out on that. But 
Guys, we got Rosemary Rodriguez tonight, such acclaimed director of The Tick, The Walking Dead, uh, the former Outsiders. Rest uh, in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, such thing as Jessica Jones, and of course, a recent movie, uh, Silver Skies. Rosemary, thank you so much for being with us tonight, and I just got to ask, how's it? how exciting was it to be a part of The Walking Dead again? Oh my God. Okay, first of all, it's nice to be talking to you guys again. That's Thank awesome. you. Um, any fans of The Walking Dead, um, definitely people I want to talk to and, <laughs> you know, pick their brains and, and just really excited. So to be back, um, you know, to do the second episode of The Walking Dead was super exciting. It was really, really exciting to be at the premiere of the 100th episode and to be at the Greek theater where there's like, I don't know how many people, like, you know, a few thousand people out there. And then to have the teaser, like screening, you know, before it was over, before they did the talking deck or at the end of the talking deck. Oh my God. It was like, I thought my head was going to explode. It was so much fun. Oh God. Hold on. I got to wipe the drool away from my mouth for a second. That's just, uh, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know? Um, yeah. I lost train of thought when you were talking about all the amazingness. Um, well, Rosemary, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. We really, really enjoyed the second episode. I thought it was really, really good. Of course, it's probably my favorite episode of the season so far. <laughs> <laughs> Being a little cheeky with it. <laughs> um, but just like last season, your episode was our favorite last year, too. You know, um, you know Thank you. I can't only imagine. What, I mean, what, what was the phone call like to be told that you're getting to go back to The Walking Dead? Well, I think that, you know, to be honest with you, I was just maybe expecting or hoping that it was going to work out. I don't think I was expecting it not to. And that's where I get hurt sometimes if it doesn't happen. Then I'm, like, devastated. So I kind of came, I, I came, came out of last season very happy um, with how the episode turned out. And so, you know, I, I was ready to do season eight. That's all I can tell you. Well, that's awesome. Um, I am curious. They've they've brought you back again for another action based episode, and I don't. I know type casting, but is there like a type director? I mean, is, is this what you look for? It's kind of an action set. Do you, do you get any say so in what kind of episode you want to do, or do they just kind of approach you and say, "Hey, we have a really heavy action episode that we'd love for you to direct." I don't really know. I mean, I sort of started in TV and action, and I've done a lot of action. I think, um, you know, the first season seven, I think, was intentional because it was because I was on the show from Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like getting me in the family there. Mm -hmm. And I think so. I think Scott Gimble probably paired it up in a way that I was able to work with Jeffrey on a big Jeffrey episode um, this season. I don't know. I have no idea what anyone was thinking. I don't know ahead of time. You know, I get I get dates like months in advance, and I'm not even sure if the scripts are written or not. But I sort of commit to the dates, and and that's that's how random it could be. How many days do you get for the episode? Because I mean, you're kind of it almost was like you were working with a bunch of different sets. So was it really rushed or anything? Eight days. Eight days eight. for the whole. Only eight. Eight days. Now let me tell you. Now we noticed it was broken into three different groups. Now, were you in charge of all three groups, or did y'all break it up like Game of Thrones does, where you got director doing this one, director over here, and you no, just kind of no, 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 no. It's one episode, one episode, one director to episode. Um, there was a little bit. The episode 
came in uh, about two minutes short because there was so much action. So then, then Scott added uh, a little bit that I was on another show and wasn't able to shoot to direct. So Michael Sa- Mike Satrazimus, who's the DP and directs a lot of episodes, he did the extra scene, which was involved um, Tara and Jesus. Okay. So okay. That was a scene that was written written kind of afterwards. Now, which scene are we talking about exactly? Are we talking about where they was just those two contemplating killing the guy? Yeah, the killing the one guy yeah. they found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That actually kind of makes sense more now that you put it in that context. You know, I could totally see that. Um, yeah. So this episode. Was there anything unique about it when you came into this one that was completely different than the past season that you did? Was there something kind of a special experience or anything that cool, unique that some of the listeners? Well, this might- was the biggest. This, this episode was the most action-packed script ever, and and oh, it showed. I mean, really, it was from the beginning all the way through. So. You know, the only the only scene a little bit where there was a break was with Carol and Ezekiel when they were sort of talking. Other than that, it was everyone was on the hunt or, on, you know, going at it. So that's a lot. That's a lot to do in eight days. It doesn't seem like because it, when you watch it, it goes very quickly. But that's the tricky part about action. It takes a long time to shoot. But because you need so much footage to cut together to make it seem exciting. So it, it was, I literally, along with the first AD, Casey Caldwell, Mike Satrazimus, who shot it, and the whole crew, and myself, and the actors, but literally, I felt like the three of us particularly, like, I climbed Mount Everest. Like, I felt <laughs> so accomplished at the end of that episode because I couldn't believe... At the end of it, the only thing I owed, footage-wise, for that episode was Rick, the, the insert of the note. When Rick was looking at the note from Dwight, you know, he was standing there when Daryl comes around the corner. Yes. Right, right, right. And they bust the door, and then they climb out of the elevator shaft. Correct. That note, I just, that's all they had to shoot. The only I owed was that insert of that note. Everything else was completed in my episode. So I literally felt like, uh, it was just... I was blown away. It was it was like going into war, for real. Like, we went into war. We had to strategize. We had to plan. We had to know everyone's move. We had to who was being shot when, where their positions were. I mean, it was, it was intense. It was awesome. Yeah, it's extremely impressive because we were, we were impressed with your selection of shots and things. Like, we really loved the, the Rick, close-ups. you know, the Rick coming down the hallway. We loved the close-up shots on the faces of the actors. Uh, the, there's the opening scene of they're coming onto the satellite array building. It kind of looks like a, almost like a drone shot that's sliding with them. Like we uh-huh. were, we were really impressed. With, uh, do you get to pick like all the shot selection or is it like a cinematographer sure. that you work with or? No, it starts with me. I mean, you have to remember when a director is prepping an episode in television, the DP is shooting an episode. So we have to plan everything before we even get to work with the DP. Does that make sense? Yeah, right, absolutely. Right, right, So we don't even get to have conversations. Like, like, it's planned. So we have to do it together once we're there. You know, if there's a better way or something and the DP has an idea, of course we'll do it. But when you're going really fast, 
everyone just kind of has to get on the train that's moving. And you start moving in prep, and then you just take off. And everybody else jumps on, and they just keep going in the same direction. Particularly on a show that's so full of action, it's kind of hard to go back and rethink it once you once you start. You're all, you're you're gone. So that's you know that that's exciting too. Well, let me just say, like Jake was saying, really enjoyed those shots. I mean, like you can see a. I mean, nothing against the last season, but there is a distinctive difference in how how you approach the episode and how things are going so far this season. That you it is uh-huh. really really appreciative to see. That it's not the same stereotypical. I'm four foot from the actor. You know, I'm going getting a certain profile. Different things. Y'all are actually facing somebody who's shooting at you. Mm -hmm. You're actually getting more of a downer angle shot, or you're getting up. You know, you're seeing nostrils, but it gives you a different perspective. POV shots. Yeah, it's just. um, Yeah, and exactly like you're behind the gun during war. I mean, all those things were really, really well done this episode. And like I said, the silhouette of Rick coming down the hallway. I loved all the cool lighting. I love that y'all kept low light. That was another thing. Like, if you're yeah. in a building that doesn't have electricity, I love that the thought and detail were put in place to maintain where it almost a little looks a little gritty, but it's just a low light shot mm-hmm. that really comes off really, really well. Um, Don't you hate that when things are supposed to be dark and they're lit? They're like, you know. Every shot in the woods that's that night. It's crazy. <laughs> Right, and uh, I mean, even so much better. I know, every shot of the woods at night, it's true. It's yeah. always really bright, I know. I um, know, it's hard. Man, the stars are really bright tonight. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, I mean, even so much so that the point of, like, you know, some of the things we harp on in the past is, is like, when you have stealth walkers come out of nowhere right off camera or this or that. What I thought was really cool this episode is is that we had the slow emergence of a gun appear mm-hmm. off camera to make it where it actually means somebody tippy-toed or was very silent to get into the scene and create that dramatic effect much better than what we've had in the past with a lot of things. And it's just such a bad stereotype for other shows where somebody just randomly appears and it doesn't have any effect or give you anything to bite into to make it realistic. You know, so we really yeah, appreciate well, I'm really, that. I'm really happy. I mean, one of the shots that, I, that is my favorite shot, again, was planned ahead of time with getting a crane in there, but um, was executed by the DP, by Mike, like, so well was was the shot. It, it basically starts wide. It opens it opens the act, I think second or third act, and basically is a big, high shot that just comes down and goes past the cars and into the savior's world and down into like a tight shot on Mora, yep. um, who's the savior. And then, you know, that's funny. This I is, just, I just, that was one of my favorite shots. So we were actually talking about this before pod. And I was going to ask you if this was a drone shot because it was right before we got all the close-ups and everything of this battle with Laura Correct. and stuff. And I thought it was mm-hmm. so unique to see you come in with that swooping shot before we did all of that yeah that's right no that was a crane well not only that this what y'all actually kept a real set where in the past when we've had shots similar there was a ton of cg that were mixed into it and this one looked like it was just 100 percent practical effect and set and everything else is that accurate that is accurate yeah that see, is. and to me that just that carries better on film and we were, like I said, Cash was like, we were we were talking about that exact shot before we even started playing. Oh, it was my favorite shot of the episode. Easily. Well, the, you know what's funny is like, it's like you put guns in actors' hands and they, they love it, man. They just like, <laughs> so what was challenging about it was like trying to pace like, okay, it's like, you know, at some point 
you'll have to stop shooting because then it becomes like sniper land. Like we have to be like seeing what's the next person's move. You know, everything's got to get quiet. Like it's got to be full out and then it's got to be quiet. And you got to navigate that. And it was really hard to get them to stop shooting because they were having so much fun shooting. And rightfully so. It looked like they were having a lot of fun. They were. But... <laughs> they all want to look bad, badass. And they do look badass. They did. They did. And so last year, years was right before the break in the seasons or in yeah. the uh, things. And we had talked about yeah. how all the early violence in the opener and stuff affected kind of how that episode was filmed. Was it better to have an episode earlier in the season so you didn't have to worry about the violence accumulating too much? Well, I like, I like, um, I enjoy having it earlier in the season for some reason. I don't know why. I think because I'm such a fan and I've been waiting for so long. You know, you like you. I just end up missing The Walking Dead for mm-hmm. so long, yeah. waiting for it to come back on. Amen. So this is like a double like whammy of like, oh my god, it's back, and it's like it's partly like I'm in the family, and it's so that just makes it more exciting to me than I have to like. You know, maybe it's better like be like, okay, it's back. I get to watch it, and then my stuff is coming up. Yeah, so, and it wasn't right spoiled now, I'm just as much. Happy with where it's at. If, if I did one any later, I wouldn't have had that teaser showing in the Greek theater. And oh my god, that was so exciting! Really, so crazy. Any chance you were uh, pretty pumped about being the director who gets to reveal the you know the season one character Morales? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, mean, uh, I think he, I think he kind of leaked it out a little bit ahead of time, and I think that was kind of a bummer. But I was definitely excited about that. Are you kidding? It's like, oh my, yeah. It's oh, great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a big surprise, and we really enjoyed it. And again, really cool little way to end the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the tension was real. I thought, you know, the way Rick would deliver there, like, again, the close yeah. shot, everything, I thought it was a real way yeah. to, uh, s- smart way to end the episode. Yeah. No, I really liked it a lot, too. I mean, I, I love these actors. They're, they're all amazing. Andy Lincoln is, he's just, they just put their heart and souls into this. You know, it sounds like really corny to say that, but they really do. They work so hard. Did did I read it correctly? Because, you know, Rick gets a big surprise when he goes into his upstairs room, but they don't uh-huh. really reveal what Daryl crumbs across in his room. Is that on purpose? Well, it's the room, well, no, it's the room where he was kept, so, or someone like him was kept. But, you know, he was eating dog food in there, so there's a little... You know. Okay, I I do remember that. I just I didn't think it was Daryl's room originally. I, it was somebody like him, right? Yeah, I mean potentially it's the room, or it's you know a room where they keep people, where you know right. something similar to what Sasha he had to deal was, with. Where, right. Yeah, I mean was Sasha in the same room as Daryl? I don't know, but it's one of those rooms. Yeah, it's like a... Do you know what I mean? PTSD or acute PTSD kind of syndrome thing. Like, you kind of get put back in that environment. And a trigger. Exactly. Right. Trigger, perfect word for it. You, you were talking about the actors a minute ago. So tell me, um, you know, I'm very curious. When, you know, I'm, Every actor, I'm sure, is unique. Everybody has their own unique way of going about things and so on. So who, who uh-huh. is your class clown of the group of Walking Dead? Who's your Shakespeare who takes, takes, takes stuff very, very serious all the time? Is there some dynamic between these actors? Or do you have to prepare differently for different ones on the show? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I think... Um 
you know, I think everyone, I think their personalities are kind of out there already, don't you think? I mean, they really are who they are. So when you see, you know, Andy goofing with Norman and Norman goofing with, with Jeffrey, and they really are that. That's what they do all the time. And, you know, when you hear them say, oh, you know, look, I've never been on a set where people come by. Like when I did the episode last season, you know, Andy came by the day we were doing the scene with, with um, Chandler just to see, hey, how's it going? You know, if there's some intense scene, the, uh, another one will stop by. You know, I, Melissa came by one day just to hang out, and she wasn't working that day. I mean, that uh, doesn't happen Well, anywhere. I mean, do you... Let me ask you to refine the question then. Do you have okay. to approach and work with any of them differently based on how they go about their skill set? Oh, I see. Um, I guess intuitively I probably do. I mean, I think all of them are very intelligent. You sort of have to have a good reason for things. You know, obviously they know their characters really well. Yeah, I mean, they've all been playing them. Um, I think probably, you know, the, some of the newer cast members are, 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 you know, are still, like, for example, like Kari for Ezekiel, you know, you're still finding that character a little bit more, so you have different kinds of conversations sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Versus yeah. with Norman about Daryl or, you know, Melissa about Cal or whatever. So, but other than that, I think they're all... I know, it sounds corny again. I think they're all really open, and they love what they do, and they're always open, at least from my perspective, maybe because they know I love the show and I love them, so they're open. I don't know, but they're always, every one of them is very receptive to chatting about a moment, to talking about where they're going, you know, um, an idea that I might have as well as they pitch ideas. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Or maybe it's not. Or maybe it's not good because of this. Or, so I find them all to be people that are super collaborative. Which, again, doesn't happen on a show that's been on so many years and has so many iconic characters. Very true. You now they're still open. They still want to, because they're committed to making it better and deeper and better. They really are. And I think as fans, that's what we want, right? We want it to go, we want it to go deeper. We want to go places we haven't been yet. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Well, let me ask you this, Rosemary. I know we we talked a lot about The Walking Dead and how much excitement you've had here. Um, for our fans and your fans, which, by the way, are is a huge group, I can tell you, because last time we had you on the pod, you blew uh, up. We, we, yeah, you just our our podcast blew up because I think there's a lot of people who are really inspired by what you do and how you go about it. Oh, that's nice. And uh, I just want to tell you, I mean, like. There's no doubt in our mind you're one of the best out there, and we really appreciate that. And what are some of the future projects you've got coming up that you can divulge to let us, so people can understand, you know, and catch on and see what you've got going, so you can see your dynamic and what you bring to the table. Well, a show that I I really had a great time on that's going to start streaming the end of February. Well, the, the half that I'm in. Um, is The Tick. The Tick was like a half-hour comedy, so much fun, like turns the superhero thing on its head, working on, you know, with people that are in, you know, blue costumes and, you know, all (laughs) kinds of crazy stuff, but like, you know, a ton of the opposite of Walking Dead, like a ton of visual effects, 
Okay. And, and it's so much fun. Like, I'm super proud of that episode. I just, I love it because it was just quirky and fun. And I love the superhero stuff, too. So that was a lot of fun. And then I'm um, right now um, producer director on a show called Rise. Okay. Which is uh, uh, Jason Kadam's new show that, that'll start airing in March. What's so that going to be kind on? Of exciting. What's the, what channel well, is that going to be on and what's it about? That's going to be on NBC. It's completely different, a little bit out of my wheelhouse. Although, you know, I guess I did a lot of episodes of The Good Wife. And um, <clears throat> this is different than that. This is starring um, Ali Caraglio, which who is uh, Moana, the lead in Moana. Okay. Um, Rosie, Rosie Perez is in it. Um, Josh Radner is in it. It's about, it's a true story based on a teacher in Pennsylvania who was an English teacher who took over the theater department, and then he started doing very provocative plays. Like, he didn't want to do Grease and Little Shop of Horrors. He wanted to do Spring Awakening and, you know, very, um, again, provocative and thought-provoking and things that really pissed off the administrators of the school, the community, the parents. So there's a lot of conflict there. So... You know, it's a very uh, working-class story about the importance of art. A lot less gunplay in this one, though, huh? <laughs> a lot less gunplay. Although there is, like, you know, there's little stuff that happens where I'm like, wait, can we do this? And then, you know, the creator of the show is like, yeah, okay, you can do that. So we get to play and crash things here and there. You know, you'd be surprised. You can always work that stuff in somehow. No, I mean, you've got me hooked. I'm definitely going to be watching it when yeah, it comes well, on. We've got to give that a look-see. There, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's again, it's like, it's characters that that are not black and white, and it's characters that I'm interested in working class people. I just am. So, you know, that, that includes a large number of people in the world that sometimes just don't get represented. Completely understand that. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Well, last thing I'll ask about, just to sneak in, is there any chance there's a confirmation we already know you're going to be doing a Walking Dead episode again soon? Oh, not this season. Oh, bummer. I know. Because, I'm you know, the bottom line is now is that if you're in the episode, we're expecting badassness. And so um, it, it's kind of a Debbie Downer right now. I'm not going to put it out there. I hear you. I hear you. Don't put it out there. But you know what? It's like I, I'm going to hope for the best, just like I did this season, and hope that there's a next season and that I'm there. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching like everybody else, just rooting for all these amazing characters. And, you know, I can't say I want Negan to die because I kind of don't. But who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, if Kirkman does any of his usual remixes, there's no telling where this goes. <laughs> so, But if there is a season nine... Know. Um, there's a season nine. I don't see how you don't get another episode because you've not both of yours out of the park. Yeah. There, there's no oh di- yeah. No, no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to be working, right? It's just, it's, it's just so great to be working. So sometimes that just gets in the way too, but you know, I like bouncing around all over the place. It's all good. Well, and I hope another movie comes soon. That's what I'm hoping is a big action movie. That's, that's my that's my next dream. Well, I can tell you, I think you've got the teeth for it based on what we've seen. So, uh, Sounds I, good. We are, we'll be helping push that and look forward to that opportunity. There's no doubt. 
thank you so much, guys, and thank you for for including me and talking to me, and and thanks for what you do. I think you're awesome. Uh, thank you so much. It's more like yeah, we really yeah, I think thank we're you. thanking you for everything um, for take, taking the time out of your yeah, schedule. Give us you know fifteen twenty minutes of your of your life and to let people know you know some of the things about the show and what you do and how directing is possible for anybody and how you are an example of accomplishing goals either with harder challenges. I think you are exemplary in all those things. And uh, just getting to talk to you, you know, has made my day, our week, our guys, our podcast, the whole nine yards. And so uh, sincere from Blue TV, really appreciate you. If I can do it, anyone can. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rosemary. And we, uh, hopefully I'm going to put you on the hook again for the next time you have another Walking Dead episode or another one we pod. We're going to get you back on, okay? Sounds good. I'll be there. Thank you so much. We're going to call tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week.